0: Do you like money games, especially those that it can improve your financial life? Well, today's guest, LaKeisha Brown, shares with us some of those money games and so much more. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down-to-earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way, too. ¿Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Hola, hola. How is it going? I am happy to have you joined me today. This is Jen Hempel, your host, and I have a very lively guest for you today who I know you will love meeting. Now, after today's interview, I want to make sure that you stay till the very end as I have an important announcement to share with you. And honestly, I'm a little nervous to share it with you, but I must. Let's get to though why you are here today, shall we? In today's episode, you're going to learn how being a life student or a student of life helped her on her financial journey. You're going to learn the money games that she loves and the one money game her mom still does to this day, as well as her biggest money challenge and what she did about it. Let me share with you a little bit about Lakeisha Brown. She's also known as Keisha. She loves to go by Keisha. She is a self-proclaimed mediocrity, escapologist, and head chick at oncommonchick.com. She is wildly passionate about helping women pursue a life journey on their own terms, ultimately co-creating fantabulous relationships, experiencing juicy-tastic adventures, and enjoying authentically inspired personal and professional lives. She's also that chick who often swaps out that keyboard for colored pencils to color her way to relaxation, rest, empowerment, and positivity, and can be easily bribed with sweet-smelling candles. ¿Lista? You ready? Let's go meet LaKeisha. Bienvenida, Keisha, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I am so happy to have you here.
1: As well,
0: thank you so much, Jen. Yeah, español you spoke a little Spanish. I love it. <laughs> un poquito, <laughs> un poquito, muy bien lo hiciste, muy bien. Well, I'm excited to have you here. As you know, I interview women from all over and different backgrounds, and I love talking about money stories, how you grew up around money, because that really makes such a huge impact on our life, whether we know it or not. So let's dive into that. How did you grew up around money. What
1: did you see? What did you hear? Yeah. So basically my background and what I heard was money doesn't grow on trees. I know a lot of people probably hear that. I heard it often as well. And I got the sense that, okay, I understand money doesn't grow on trees. It doesn't freely flow whenever we want to. And you know, we can wish it into our hands when we want, you know, but I will also say on one hand though. I didn't personally feel a huge loss or a huge lack of, I will say that. I did grow up, um, though, you know, low-income family, single mother uh, home and all of that good stuff, but she did what she had to do to make sure that my brother and I had what we needed. You know, we had everything we needed. We may not have had everything we wanted, but we had everything we needed, but still, not just from inside of our home, but outside of the home as well. My family members, people that we were around all said the same thing. Money doesn't grow in trees. It's not as flowing as we want it to be. And there will be some lack, but it won't be in the needs area. So I can say that I'm blessed to be able to have had my needs met. That's one thing I will say. Love it. Um, <laughs> yes. and And just so money in and of itself was always something I was aiming for. Because I knew that it wasn't something that we had much of, you know, so I always wanted to say, okay, when I grow up, I want to be able to have enough money to be comfortable to live on to not have to, you know, borrow beg, and ask and rob Peter to pay Paul, you know what I mean? Right, (laughs) right. So,
0: okay, so basically, very similar, um, in terms of I heard the same similar things. So and I as well, like I knew early on that I Was wanting to make sure that I wanted to make more money. And it also gave me the sense of independence where I wouldn't ask. I don't know if you found yourself in that place too, when you were little where, well, they're telling me we don't have the money. It doesn't grow on trees. I'm not going to be asking my parent, you know, or in your case, your mom for any, right? So I became as independent as you can be, right? At that age, Right. right? Finding my ways to make money, whether it was babysitting or winning prizes, those mm-hmm. fun school fundraisers that I would go door to door to see if I could get <laughs> that camera. Uh, <laughs> made in China, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like that, those type of things drove me. Now, fast forward, you were a child, you became an adult. How did those things that you hear transpire into your adulthood? Or maybe it didn't. Did you continue thinking Uh, money doesn't grow on trees, it doesn't free flow. So tell us what happened when you became an adult.
1: Yes. So I will also say one more thing that in the summers in high school, junior high school and high school, I always sought out internships or camps and things like that, that we didn't have to pay for. And or that was very little money to pay for because I not only wanted to get more experience, but didn't want my mom to have to pay for everything in that way. So that worked out very well. And then I started to get internships in college where, I mean, the money I was making as an intern, as a young person, like 19 to 20 years old, seemed rich to, the, to those around me. You know what I mean? So then right. I became like, oh my gosh, so I got way more money than adults in my life. You know, <laughs> you know as an intern, I was like, okay, so I really can do this. I will so say though, that as an adult, as I've become the woman I am, over the years, my idea about money was you had to work very hard for it. It was not going to come to you. Somebody was not going to walk up and just hand you money. It is definitely something that you have to work towards, that you have to really grind and hustle for, because that was another you know, part of the story. You have to grind and hustle to get what you need, to get the money that you needed. And I think that followed me throughout adulthood. And it still does now. You know, now, I, of course, I have, different money affirmations and things like that. I've learned a lot more, but it did follow me through adulthood that yes, you're going to have to go out and work for this. Boo <laughs> <laughs> Right. It just
0: doesn't just come. Now tell us about these affirmations, how, uh, and money affirmations, how did you get started with those? And so, you know, how did that transpire?
1: Yeah. So, um, I've always been a student of life. I'll say that. Where I'm, I'm always reading, I'm always learning, I'm always listening and watching what other people are doing in in places where I want to be. And so as I learned about affirmations, one of them, like when I first started, I'm like, okay, well, let's do one for money. And then I quickly found that money in and of itself was not really what I wanted, right? I mean, I could throw as much money to you as I want, but. You know, if you don't have a wealth consciousness, it doesn't really matter. Like people who win the lottery are broke in six months. You know what I mean? Like that, right. like that type of thing. So I, I quickly found out, you know what? It's not money that I want. It's the access to what money can offer or it is the abundance of life. It's the comfortability in how I want to live. It's the convenience of being able to do what I want to do. And so my affirmations quickly turned from, you know, money freely flows to me, which is a nice affirmation. You know, it, it, that's what I started with to I am abundant. Or I am free to create, you know, what I want that's going to allow me to live the life I want. Things like that. And so I turned from the word money to other words like prosperity and abundance and things like that. That also led me. Yeah, that also led me into finding money games, which I love, just like prosperity games. I don't know. I'm sure you probably uh, where you get a check a day and you have to spend the whole amount. Uh, you know, within 30 days, you have a check a day. And that I played that several times over the years. And the results are just phenomenal. I don't even know how to explain it.
0: (laughs) So is it similar? My husband and I did one, we kind of tweaked it to our own version. But this was uh, based on um, Abraham Hicks. Yeah, she calls it the prosperity game. So basically, for one month, he was deployed at the time. And for one month, we started out with a certain amount of money. I don't remember if yes. it was a fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. So we split it in half, and we each decided—got obviously imaginary money—but we each decided what we were going to spend on it. And the day after, it was a little more, or however much more you wanted it. And in each day, it was—it was higher. The a dollar amount was higher. Is that basically what you did? It's the same game. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was. We'll have to compare notes because that just blew my mind. So. I want to hear what you learned from it, but let, I'm going to share with you what I learned. Okay. Um, so we did that for the 30 days and my husband was deployed. We went email back and forth. Uh, one thing that I learned was we had stopped dreaming because uh, what I noticed that you would think that as when you have an unlimited uh, amount of money that you could spend, because essentially this was what this was, right? Yeah. You can choose the amount that you would think that that would be easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was not. It was difficult, right? right? Because it like had the s- more
1: money, You got, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: So I was like, oh my gosh, this is not easy. And I realized we had stopped dreaming, you know, because we get to this point of adulthood, we get so busy that we just focus on life in terms of the day to day that we stop thinking big in a sense. I mean, maybe we don't want to admit it, yeah. but we get so into the day to day that, that big picture or those big dreams, we're not really working towards or we're not there's it's not in front and center of our mind all the time, like maybe before, right? I learned that. And then it's incredible to the second thing that um, and I have to I it's some boxes now that because I did print out the emails that we went back and forth. (laughs) It's incredible. Like what has come to fruition from that game? So those are like my main things Uh that because it's just writing the power of writing things down. I'm just amazed. I, I've never considered myself this woo-woo person. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I first heard about affirmations, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be saying that. And then when people like, no, you need to write these things down. I'm like, for what's in my brain? But, you know, so it's I realized the power of putting that power pen or pencil to paper is mm-hmm. incredible. So I'm going to hush because I want to hear from you.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, the second one that you mentioned, um, I, it was one of my epiphanies as well as the things that manifested from those cycles of doing it. And at first when I started, I was, you know, I'll be honest to say I was a disbeliever or unbeliever. And like, um, I'll just do it just because, because I'm hopeful. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm optimistic. (laughs) And as I started to go through it, I was like, okay, well, that was fun. You know, just thinking about all the things that you wanted. My very first time of going through that cycle, though, I found that I was afraid to even say what I wanted. The bigger the dream got, the more the money, the more money I received. I was like, oh, my God, I have to spend all this today. Like, what am I going to spend it on? I don't want to say this big stuff because, you know, I don't know if it's like that fear of success mindset that Mm -hmm. people talk about. You know, it's like, oh, if I I have $200,000 today, I've done everything I've already already wanted. I thought, no, like you said, with the dreams, like dreaming bigger, I wanted to, but I was afraid to, but I really stuck through it. And I started to put more things on the list and say, this is what I want to spend this money on. I will tell you that a few cycles later, because every couple of years, I kind of come back to it and do it again. Mm -hmm. I need to do that. (laughs) Yes, do it again. Here's what happened. As I look back, because the first thing I did was write like almost 100 things that I felt like I wanted in my entire life. I don't care how small or big it was. Trips, things, cars, houses, all that type of stuff. Right. And so over time, I found that a lot of those things, not consciously, I had done. Like I, I went mm-hmm. back to look at my list and I was like, oh, my God, I did this. I did this. I've done that. This is on the way. I'm in the process of doing this. And I didn't even realize it. It's incredible. It incredible. is incredible. And just. Yeah. So I highly recommend, you know, people doing these types of games. I have one more game, too, that oh, I, I want to hear. I one love games. <laughs> so this one, this one is a prosperity game as well, or a money game. And basically what you do is you any dollar, any uh, dollar bills you get back, you pay attention to if it's a number seven in four corners. And it's kind of like I have to show you exactly where it is. But if you get them, you save them. Right. And you save eight. Once you get eight, you give one to someone else so they can start their own game. The purpose of the game, though, is to just recognize abundance. Right. And so, my mom, this is my best testimony. My mom was not a saver throughout life. One, you don't have much to save. Every dollar comes in has to go somewhere. Right. Mm. That that history. And so, now when I introduced her to the game, I was kind of, you know, I didn't know if she was going to really play it. She has played this game and, is rocking it. Like she looks <laughs> looks for sevens and she's also looking for 12s. Like she does sevens and 12s. She saves them. She is so excited about it. When she first started, Jen, let me tell you what she said. She said people started to, like somebody paid for her groceries at the store. She had mm-hmm. left her wallet in the car. Somebody behind her paid for her groceries. Um, she found some money. Uh, something else came in. She's now like doing more with her money now. And it's just so amazing that this one simple thing of just looking for abundance and you're like looking for things. In your- before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for
0: a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just
1: for you. Life that you hadn't looked at before or hadn't noticed before started to really come more and more into her mindset. And I think every time she does that, it increases her money mindset. and increases her abundance mindset. So I'm glad that she's playing that game She's saving more now. It is awesome.
0: <laughs> I love it. So for so basically, if I understand right, for any dollar bill that you get, you look for a seven in the four corners, and then you the a goal is to uh, get eight yeah. of those bills, and then once you get that eighth one, you give one away.
1: Yes, and let somebody else play, teach them the game. Oh, I love Now, here's another thing my mom has done, though. She didn't stop at the seven. That's why she has her savings. Like, she is, <laughs> she's still looking, and she doesn't spend them. So after the seven, basically, you hold them. You set an intention with that money and say, you know, the universe is, you know, has provided you with abundance, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you could save it for however long 30 days, I think is what I've seen most people do. But she is like, I'm saving this all year. Every, every one I get, I'm not going to spend it. You know, so you can really do whatever you want. Uh, and play it for however long you want. But yes, that's really the gist. And that seven is going to be in four places in four corners. I love I, that a picture. But yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I don't think I've heard that. Or maybe I have and I wasn't paying it too much attention. But huh? I love that. I love that. I'm going to have to uh, do that. And I'm going to have to redo the prosperity. And with my husband too. But I think by myself and then yeah. with my husband. Because the other thing that I really liked about it. Doing with my husband. it got the money conversation became easier. We got to know each other better uh, as well, which was great because, you know, with things like big dreams and aspirations, like you were mentioning that fear, right? Mm -hmm. You have that automatic fear. So naturally, uh, maybe I didn't want to share that with him because I thought, well, it's not going to happen or that's a little crazy of me. But I think that for couples, I think that is a fantastic game to uh, play because you get to know each other even better and deeper as well as you have a money conversations that's, that's not going to be stressful because you're not talking about the bills. You're not talking about debt, whatever. There's stressful part in the financial life, whether it be debt or whatnot. So absolutely. I love that. Awesome. So (laughs) what would you say? So you've had a great upbringing. You've learned about money affirmations. You've learned about these money games. You've really dived deep, it sounds like, into abundance. (laughs) So, what would you say has been your biggest money challenge that you've overcome?
1: The biggest challenge for me is in investing. And that's because I didn't know anything about it growing up. I remember one of my high school teachers told us as seniors, you know, talk to your parents, start saving $25 a month. And we looked at him like he was crazy. Like, um, where are we going to get $25? <laughs> you know, we are you know seniors in high school. And when I graduated college, I wish I had listened to him to find $25 a month somewhere to start a mutual fund or something like that. I didn't really learn investing until my 30s. And that's fine. You know, I'm doing more of that now. But I really, you know, the challenge was, I don't even know what to do first. I don't know where to start. When I started my first job, they set me up with a 401k. And just, you know, said, hey, just put some money in there. I'm like, I have no idea what to allocate where, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, well, then go hire a, you know, personal financial advisor. And I'm like, oh, well, I have, you know, I don't know what to do. And so the challenge again, the challenge is learning different investment strategies early, you know, I wish I did have uh, learned them earlier, but that's OK. I'm learning a lot now and, and a whole bunch of different methods and things. So when I don't know something, I'm just one of those people who's going to learn and go find out on my own or hire somebody. Eventually, I did. You know, at first, I'm like, well, I don't even know where to, I have no idea where to start. So I right. just put money somewhere. Right. <laughs> but right, now right. now guess what I do every year? I have my portfolio reviewed. Should I move money around? You know, that type of thing. So I do highly suggest people to not just put money somewhere and let it roll continuously review it. So you know that your money is growing for you still and not just being stagnant.
0: love it. So when you found yourself in a position, okay, I'm going to put money in this 401k, but I don't know what to do. You mentioned that you learned yourself. So where did you go to, to, because you didn't want to pay for a financial advisor at that moment. So
1: where did you go and learn about that? Well, the first thing I did was looked at my mentors. I had several mentors, men and women, and ironically, most of them worked at the same company I was in. So <laughs> so that was kind of easy to say, hey, where did you put your money? You know, so that was the first thing. Where do other people put their money? Who at least I look up to and feel like they're doing something right. So mm-hmm. I asked them first. And then, of course, I'm a researcher. So I went to go look up why they put their money where, of course, they told me. But then I'm just one of those people who just like to go and look up stuff on my own anyway. So. <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, why bonds or why, you know, be risky or why not be a conservative? And okay, I'm young, I can do this, you know, that type of thing. So I did a lot of research and just talked to people who I felt like, you know, were people who knew what they were doing. Gotcha. I think that's first and foremost. and it's the easiest thing to do. Right. You know, ask other people. <laughs> right, right, right. And there's such a,
0: especially nowadays, there's such a wealth of information out there. Granted. It's not like you can believe everything that you see or read out there. You do have to you do your due diligence, Absolutely. but it's out there if you're willing to do the work.
1: And you know, what's crazy when I finally did hire a financial advisor, they're like, well, you're pretty much on your way. You mostly got everything set up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting?
0: <laughs> I love yeah.
1: it. Yeah. For people who don't want to do all of their research though, I mean, there are financial advisors for every type of person out there. I do highly suggest Just getting someone to help you look over, you know, just look over your portfolio, right? Or what you have, or at least where to start. Exactly. Exactly. Love it.
0: And how about money advice? What has been some of the best money advice you receive that
1: really has had a huge impact on you? This is going to sound crazy, but my best money advice is don't worry about money. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. And and I see and I see that because I think sometimes we tend especially we hear what you need to get out of debt and then you need to save more. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that from doing that, we make money complicated. And from doing that, we
1: don't even take action because we freeze, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that. Uh, and you know what, when you're not worrying about money or so concerned about money coming back, the intake of money, you don't have that negative energy around it. If you're always concerned and worried, that's what you're putting out. So, you know, that's what you're putting out. So you're not attracting it like you think you are.
0: (laughs) So it's not worry about money.
1: Right. It's not worry about money, but doing some action that's going to get you where you want to, absolutely. I was just going to say, but
0: you can't just not do anything. You you (laughs) don't need to worry about it, but you can still take some action towards it. (laughs) I love it. And since you've done a lot of research, you've talked mm-hmm. to mentors, what would you say has been the best money book, whether it's been directly related to money or indirectly that has had an impact on your financial life?
1: Ooh, you know, I read so many books. that <laughs> um, For a money book, I would say Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. I follow some of his principles, not all of them, you know, I pick and choose what I feel works for me, but he has a lot of good advice and a lot of good stories in that book that I feel people can can look at and take, you know, in for themselves. So Total Money Makeover, Dave Ramsey. And then a non-money book is Wayne Dyer's uh, Power of Intention. And mm. he doesn't talk necessarily about money, but he talks about how you are bringing things into your life, regardless of what it is. And I think that's a very powerful book for how we're going out into the world and consciously intending to bring in and attract the things that we want. And so power of attention, anything about Wayne Dyer, actually, I, yes. I'm, for. <laughs> he, I'm
0: a fan. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Power of intention is the other one, I would say.
0: Love it. And one thing that you said that struck at me, and I want to highlight this for the person listening at this very moment, moment, notice that she says when she talked about Dave Ramsey, she said she picked and chose what worked for her. Yes. That's so key. Because, and I talk about this all the time, there is a lot of advice out there and money experts have really great advice, but they don't know you. You have to be in tune to you and you have to trust yourself and trust your gut because they don't know what's going on underneath in that household of yours and all the different factors that you have to consider. They're just giving general advice, right? Not advice strategically for you. So I love that you said that. Yay. Awesome. 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 (laughs) And the last thing I wanted to ask because I love, I I love everything about you your energy, your creativity, everything.
1: And I'm sending you you virtual hugs right now. Well, I'm (laughs) sending them right back.
0: You are a self proclaimed mediocrity escapologist. So tell us about that. How did that come to be?
1: Okay. So I've always felt like I was different, even as, as I was growing up or weird or what have you. And so when I started my business, I knew that. I was just one of those people who saw things with a different perspective. Like, I'm not always someone who is, you know, following the status quo or doing something because everybody else is doing it. And so that became my mantra. That became what I put out there to the world, even with what I do from a business perspective as well. And because I do web. I don't know if you guys know this yet, but I do web design and graphic design. And I also have uh, coaching and courses and products that help people live life on their own terms. And so I was like, hey, what could my title be? And this was at a point where everybody was creating their own titles, like happiness engineer and <laughs> like fun titles and things like that. So what could I be? I don't just want to be a coach or, you know, a designer. What could I be? I was like, wait a minute. You're <laughs> always talking about people getting out of their normal and, mm-hmm. and not following the status quo and stepping out of mediocrity. Hey, there we go. Mediocrity, escapologist. I love it. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. Fits you, fits you to a T. This
0: has been a fantastic, Keisha. What would be some last piece of advice or some words for the woman listening at this very moment that would be helpful to her? Any other takeaway or, again, piece of advice or a tip that you would like to leave us with?
1: You know, I'll say this, and I just said this to myself this morning, so I offer this. When I stop, focusing on the word money in and of itself and produced action on my goals and the things that I say I want to do, everything seemed more effortless. And when I say everything, I mean that the the things that I'm doing in my business and in my life started to come more into fruition where the money then follows. And so again, if we're focusing on the lack of money, that's a different energy. But if we focus on Going after what it is that you want, we know, and we hear this all the time, you go after your passion, money will follow. Mm. Not just your passion, but just the things that you say you want to do. You want to have a better family. You want to have a better social circle. You want to get out there and network or date or run a business. Try to focus on doing those things and your abundance will follow. Love it. That was beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much,
0: Keisha. (laughs) I appreciate you you having spent some time with us today and everything that you shared. I appreciate it. Muchas gracias. Gracias. So what did you think? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with Keisha. You can connect more with her over at oncommonchick.com. I will have that link in today's brief show notes. Now, I'm curious, what was your favorite part of this episode? I personally loved, if you couldn't tell, (laughs) I love the money games she has implemented in her life. And I love it more so that her mother continues to implement them. Think about that. When it comes to your kids, to your friends or family members, we have an influence no matter where we are on our money journey you may think you don't have it figured out, but you can help someone else move further along in their journey with what you have learned. Notice that aside from her mom continuing to implement these games, it is helping her mom, right? She is furthering, she's moving right along with her finances. So I love that. And I think that's just so utterly fantastic. And I want you to recognize that even though you feel, you may feel that at this moment in time, you don't have it figured out or you haven't figured it all out. Well, I'm still trying to figure it out. Remember that, right? And you're here listening to me for some guidance or from some inspiration from some of the guests. So if we're able to provide that inspiration and guidance for you, why aren't you able to do that for others? I know you are, right? Uh, so I wanted to share that with you. Uh, next time on the podcast, we will talk to Danielle Roberts, who really gives us a breakdown on Medicare into what we need to know. And there's really more than we think. Like I was just, what? <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, so I want to make sure that I pass that info on to you. So that is a wrap today. I want to really thank Keisha for joining us, for sharing her, your wisdom. Keisha, it was fantastic you can check out how to find out more on Keisha over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 170. And if you love this episode of this podcast, just because it's going on hiatus does that does not mean you can't share it still, right? (laughs) It's still going to be alive. It's not going anywhere. Again, it's just there won't be any new episodes until I'm able to start up again. So Just share it with your friends, strangers. Again, you never know what's going on in a person's financial life. And just the sheer act of sharing the podcast can be that push, that inspiration that they need to get moving forward. So I appreciate you. I really, really do. And I will talk to you in a few weeks. Muchas gracias y nos hablaremos en unas semanas. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Ciao.